Hi, my beautiful queens and kings. It is your one and only Queen Dish here. Well, you guys are in for a treat today because I have a special guest with me, the one and only queen herself, Miss Catherine N. Johnson. Say hi, Catherine. Hello. <laughs> well, let me tell you guys uh, just a little bit about this fabulous queen. Catherine N. Johnson is a certified professional coach, mentor, writer, and speaker. She helps professional women gain the clarity, courage, and confidence to pursue their bigger purpose and vision so that they can have fulfillment and thrive. After reaching a plateau in her STEM career, Catherine was looking for more purpose-driven and meaningful work. Catherine shares her story of feeling unfulfilled in her career to empower women to find their voice and show up as their authentic self so that they can bring themselves fully into their careers and life. Catherine has worked in the information technology field for over 20 years. She has a master's degree in IT. She leverages her extensive experience, education, and expertise to mentor women in STEM fields, helping them level up so that they can excel in their careers. She also, she also mentors young girls, teaching them critical life skills and helping them become more self-aware and self-confident. Catherine is passionate about empowering young girls and providing them with the tools, resources, and support to set them up for greater success. Wow, wow. I know that my queens are like, well, okay, like, okay. Yes. Yeah, so thank you so much for, for joining on the show. Very happy to have you. Absolutely. I'm so excited to be here. Um, pleasure and honor to be here on your platform today. And I'm super excited to have this conversation with you. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, you know, we just have a couple of questions. I'm, I'm sure that, you know, the, my fellow queens listening want to hear your story. You know, we're all about authenticity on this platform, being yourself and, you know, not giving um, sort of the cliche answers for stuff. You know, we want to know the real you, the real you. Sometimes, you know, the not happy story <laughs> that people don't tell, that they don't know, you know, behind the scenes. So, we definitely want to, to learn and hear about you because I know that your story will inspire and encourage another woman. And that's my intention here on this platform. So Miss Queen Catherine, can you kind of tell us, you know, where your journey started? You're a certified, you know, professional coach. We kind of, you know, want to know how that started and, and how did you get into that? How did I become a coach? Well, I have reached a point in my career where I was really looking for more and trying to figure out like what was next. And I was just, I reached a point of really not being fulfilled in my career anymore. Um, I had finished grad school and I told myself, okay, I'm going to take a break and then I'm going to figure out what I want to do next. And at first that looked like, okay, I'm going to either go for a PhD or I'm either going to study for a big certification. Wow. So I found myself in this place trying to study, study for this big industry certification and I was telling everybody I was studying for this certification, but it wasn't happening. I could not really find the motivation to bring myself to study. And looking back, I'm like, it wasn't the material. It wasn't that difficult. It's just that mentally my mind wasn't in it. 
So when I reached this place, I really had to start thinking, okay, what does this all mean? Like, why am I struggling so much trying to get this big industry certification? That sounds good. It's all fancy. Seems like the next logical thing to do in my career. But honestly, I have really no desire to do it whatsoever. So it was me really admitting that. Like, look, I don't really want this certification. I'm tired of climbing this corporate ladder because I knew that I really wanted to do more. I knew that like working in IT had been great to me, fun and enjoyable. I still love tech, but I knew that deep down there was something else I was supposed to be doing. And I've always known that I wanted to empower women, wanted to empower young girls. And I knew that, and I had always talked about that. Like if someone asked me, you know, what I wanted to do, like ought to mean like my big dreamer go, I would say, I'm going to have a nonprofit one day. I'm going to mentor young girls. I would always say that, but in reality, I wasn't doing anything towards that. It was just something that I would just say off the top of my head because deep down, that's what I really wanted to do. So when I reached this place in my career where it's like, okay, this is not doing it anymore. I want more. I'm ready for more. More. What does that look like? I started to get really curious and I started to explore like what that next thing was. And that's really how I started to learn about coaching and what coaching was all about. And it was in direct alignment with what I ultimately wanted to do, which was empower women. And I felt like going to coach training school, give me just a foundation to help me understand certain principles, give me a framework, give me a methodology that would help me as I embarked on this journey to step into more purpose-driven work, which is empowering, inspiring women, supporting women in their careers and doing that type of work was how I got into coaching. And the crazy thing about it is that I had always been really fascinated by life coaching and I can't really explain to you why or when it all started. But the only thing I knew was that if I heard that term life coach, I was like, wow, that sounds cool. What is that? Like, what exactly do they do? Like, how do you coach someone on their life? (laughs) So when I started to (laughs) explore and like dig deep on what it was, I was like, this is what I want to do. Like, this is, I'm really interested in this part of it. Um, So that's what led me to to coaching, really being unfulfilled in my career, knowing deep down that I wanted more, there was something more to me, something more to my life. And just making that decision that, you know, I was going to step into it and just explore and see what that could be. Like, I didn't, I didn't think that I would start a business. I didn't think that I would become a certified coach, but I knew that I was just going to pursue something. And it ultimately led to me becoming a certified coach and then becoming an entrepreneur. Wonderful. Wonderful. That's, that's amazing. I know so many other women that probably feel honestly unfulfilled in their careers. And, you know, some of them may want to transition. Some of them may not really, you know, know what to do or, or how to go about that. You know, I know you said that something you felt it within, you know, inside of you, that there was something else. And, you know, I know there's a woman listening, and she may feel that way too. Like, what is your advice for her to kind of get her on the path to figuring that out? I would say, be curious, you know, be curious, open and willing to just listen to those desires. Cause I really believe our desires are really placed in us for a bigger reason. And sometimes we ignore them or sometimes we're, you know, we're just surviving and and doing a day-to-day thing and, and all that stuff that we don't really listen to those desires that have always been there. You know, maybe we've decided that, okay, well, I started to pursue this other thing. So that other desire I had, well, it's not important anymore, you know, because I'm already in this other career field, you know? So I would say, listen to those desires and be curious, open, and willing to just see what it could mean. Um, that's what I would tell her, you know, that's, that's how it started for me. I was just curious about it. I was like, okay, this has to mean something. 
<laughs> like it's not right. placed in me for no reason. I have to explore this thing. And let me tell you, like even recognizing that is a big step. Mm-hmm. Recognizing that you have something else in you or you have another desire. And you know what? I'm just going to see. I'm just going to see where it could go and what it could turn into. You know, recognizing that whatever you're doing is no longer satisfying you. Um, and saying, you know what? I'm not really that happy in my job. Like even if the job, like I said, my job had been great to me. You know, I had no complaints about my job, but deep down, I just, I just knew that just wasn't it. So even admitting that is a big step. And then admitting that, you know what, I, I don't want to do the certification. You know, I remember telling someone, they were like, why not? I was like, I just don't, well, it has to be a bigger reason. Well, I just don't like, I'm not, I'm not interested in still continuing to climb a corporate ladder, which I don't know where that ladder is going, but I know that I had this desire inside of me <laughs> that I want to pursue. And it doesn't, it doesn't have to make sense. I'll also say that, like, it's not going to make sense. It may seem crazy and illogical and that's okay. Like my team was crazy and illogical. You mean to tell me you're going to leave a career that you've been in all this time to explore something new at 30 something? Yes. I'm going to just see where it goes and just see how it, how it, how it pans out. So just be willing, willing to explore and to see where it could go, where it could take you. I love that. Oh, I love that. Yeah. You know, I love that you said, you know, it may be like crazy and illogical. I love that because I am a fan of the secret and some people may know what that is and some people may not. Um, for my listeners, the secret is, is this book by Rhonda Burns and she also has the DVD. Um, but basically sometimes it's not about like having that perfect straight line, you know, sometimes what we're looking for, searching for, may come to us in a completely different way than what we expected, you know? So I love that you said it may not be, you know, it it may just not be what we're thinking, whether it's crazy, illogical, something completely different. And for them to be curious, absolutely be curious. I think that's really, really good advice. What were some of, um, what were some of your, I don't want to like to use the word downfall or anything, but you know, as an entrepreneur, as a woman that is trying to better herself, you know, mm-hmm. this is a process of transformation, you know, and it's not easy, mm-hmm. you know, it is success is not a straight line, ladies. It is it is not a straight line as much as they would love for it to be. Okay, mm-hmm. so you know, what were maybe was there ever like a point in your life, you know, that you had something happened and, you know, an aha moment that kind of helped in pretty much molding the beautiful, fabulous woman that you, you know, have become mm-hmm. today. I would say my, my whole life, the story has been really a journey in me finding my voice. That has been, if I look back over all the different challenges I've had, things that I experienced, experienced it was always me having to find my voice. So to take it way, way back, you know, as a child, I was very shy, very quiet and very reserved. And I carried those labels and wore those labels for a very long time, you know, that this was just how I was. And so I can remember like being out and about with friends and just always being labeled, she's quiet, you know, leave her alone, she's having a good time. And that was just my label, that was just my thing. But reaching the point where it's like, okay, well, I know I have things to say you know, and for whatever reason, they're, they're not coming out. Like, I felt like there was, you know, several experiences in my life where my voice was silenced. So my biggest work has been finding my voice again, like learning how to one first trust that 
I have something to say. You know, for a long time, I really carried that belief of, you know, I'm not smart enough, you know, because I don't have a traditional career. I don't have a traditional path of how I began my career. So for a long time, I carried the belief that, well, you didn't start off your career the way most people start off their career in tech. So you're not really smart enough. You're not as smart as the other people around you. I carried that belief for a long time. I went into the military right after high school. I left home at 17 and went into the military. So my training was on the job training, hands on the training. And that's how I got into IT. My rate in the Navy was an information technology specialist, right? So after the military is when I began to work in corporate and that's when I actually went back to school to get my degrees. But mind you, I'm working in this field already. And my experience in, you know, things that I knew is what got me in the door. But I always felt like, well, you don't have the degree yet. So you, you're not really all that smart, you know? So I let that be a barrier, you know, in my career, just thinking that, oh, you're not that smart. And then growing up, I, you know, I was a straight A student. You know, I was very, I did, did very well in school until my last couple of years of high school when I decided that I wanted to like rebel, you know, but I did really good in school for the most part. But even in school, like I was, you know, very quiet and into myself and I didn't really have a voice. Like I didn't have a lot of friends. And like I said, some of it was upbringing, you know, some of it was, you know, <laughs> you know, parents, sure. God bless them. They mean well, but sometimes sure. they say things that kind of stick with you. Like, you know, stop asking so many questions and, you know, and, and they, they say things that really just kind of stick with you. And so my mom was very quiet too. And so, you know, we didn't really communicate like, you know, you would think a mother and daughter should. So it was that whole thing of not really having that foundation for what communication should look like, mm -hmm. you know, in the home. So carrying all that stuff, you know, carrying all that stuff into um, my career, carrying all that stuff into the workplace, um, just really caused me to have to get to the place where it's like, okay, I need to find my voice and find out who I am first so that I can stand up and stand in my power in that. And what that looked like for me was really, you know, <laughs> working through those beliefs. The, the, mm -hmm. I'm not good enough to believe and I'm not smart enough to believe. Once I started working through that belief, and really regaining the confidence in myself and the things that I knew I could do and my capabilities and things slowly started to kind of unravel and unfold. Also going to those dark places, you know, those places, the trauma that we had that we never talk about or that we've only talked about with our therapists, you know, releasing some of that stuff, you know, sharing some of those experiences with my mom and sharing some of those experiences with other women, like having conversations with women in safe spaces where it's like, wow, you went through that too? Yeah. You experienced that too? And putting myself in spaces where I could talk and learn how to verbalize these things that I had always kept silent. So that was my, that's been my biggest journey. My whole life journey so far has been an evolution or a journey in finding my voice so that I could show up as my authentic self, number one. And so that I can show the world who I am, you know, and not carry this label, not let this label of shy, quiet, and reserved limit me, but to choose the labels that I want to define me. Like I can still be quiet, shy, <laughs> and whatever, but I can also choose to stand in my voice and stand in my power. You know, when I have a story to share or things to say, I can choose to, to share that with people. And that's what I decided. I decided that, you know, being silent and being quiet was no longer an option for me. I had to speak up and speaking up was a, was an act of power, really. So it was a way for me to really over, yeah. overthrow everything that I've learned and all the experiences. And really, I have to speak up at this point because I can't go back to that, that silent, little girl. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That that's powerful. You know, labels, gosh, that that is really really powerful. You know, a lot of women carry the baggage from their childhood and they don't really understand that 
a lot of the, the things that we do, the ways that we are as adults, pretty much stem from what we were taught as children and what we observed and what we picked up, you know, from whoever we grew up around, our parents and who were our major influences. And so now you have these labels and then a woman takes that into her adulthood and she doesn't, you know, recognize she's a certain way and that she has actually the power to change those beliefs and not just be defined by the labels that she took, you know, from, from childhood. So that's a really, really powerful thing that I definitely know um, women can definitely resonate with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is there, is there, you know, something that, it, are there any type of um, like practices or something, you know, that you do that kind of helps you in, getting in that, that space? Is there something, you know, like a spiritual practice or is there something that you do on a regular basis that kind of, you know, helps you, um, you know, get in the zone or kind of keep your mind clear? What, mm-hmm. what do you do for that? Absolutely. You know, I call it my toolbox. <laughs> big on affirmations. I'm definitely big in affirmations, but the thing, the thing about when you're working through something that's really been with you your entire life, like people think that it's going to go away. You know, it's going to go away and you're never going to have to deal with it again. It's not like that. Like I had an event last week and I was speaking, you know, I was speaking and, you know, naturally when you're doing something different and you're stepping outside your comfort zone, those thoughts, they're still there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Those thoughts are still there. But now I have the tools to work through them. So what that looks like for me is I do a lot of affirmations. Like I write out the thoughts that I'm choosing to believe about myself regularly. You know, I have them on my mirror. Sometimes I'll change them. I'll change different words. I have them on my vision board. I have them in my phone. I have my personal manifesto that I read very often. And it sounds like, you know, I'm deserving. I am worthy. I am capable. I am valuable. I tell myself those things on a regular basis because you have to, Yeah. you know, you have to, everything outside of us is telling us differently. And if we're not careful, those thoughts stay with us. Mm-hmm. So I'm constantly telling myself affirmations. That's a very big practice of mine. I'm constantly writing. Because when I write, I'm unloading, you know, my thoughts and, you know, how I feel about things, but also I'm reconnected with my higher self. And also I'm getting divine insight as I'm writing, as I'm tapping into that space. And I write out things because that allows me to process things out on paper. I'm a very analytical person, so I tend to be in my head. So it's a way for me to get out of my head and to just release some things. So that's another big practice, writing as a way to release as a way to unload, as a way to reconnect with those beliefs that I want to believe about myself. Because as I'm writing, I'm like, dang, are you smart? That's good. You know, (laughs) so Mm -hmm. reconnecting with that on a daily basis. And then also I'm very inspired by other people. Like I'm always, you know, following people that are inspiring, motivating and encouraging. So when I get in that space, it's like, okay, I can, I can pull up something that they said, um, a book, a reference or something like that. And I can immerse myself in that. I mean, very much inspired by other people's stories. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes I'm reading a book that's really chronicling a woman's journey from then until now and, and what she's learned. And I, I get so inspired by that. So that really just like shifts my energy immediately. Like I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, okay, I got to keep doing what I'm supposed to do because I need to show up for someone else in the same way that she's showing up for me. And she's inspiring me by me reading her works or seeing the great work that she's doing. In, in her business and things like that, it inspires me because I'm like, I got to keep showing up for myself. Mm-hmm. Like I can't let these beliefs and things that, you know, are not serving me get in the way of that. So those are some of my practices. I'm very big on Bible app devotionals 
you know, always got one of those going just because mm-hmm. I want to keep that word in me, you know, so when those things and challenges come up, I can reconnect with that. Um, I have a ton of practice. I'm a self-care <laughs> queen. <laughs> like, know, sure. I'm all about self-reflection, spending time in self-reflection, quiet, stillness, solitude. My bath is my happy place, yeah. you know, with salts and water. And sometimes I'm in there for an hour or so mm-hmm. and just relaxing, clearing my mind you know, with incense and candles and things that uplift me and make me feel good because I need to stay in this in this space, in the zone. And that kind of strengthens me and feeds me and energizes me. So I make sure I do those things um, frequently. But like you said, you know, you have your days. You know, the, the thing is that having having tools and things that you can tap into when you are having those days, it's not it's not all <laughs> roses. No, yeah. you know, all roses all like, the time. No. Yeah. Some days you wake up and you're just like, you know, for whatever reason, you're just you're just in the mood. You wake up and, you know, <laughs> right. but you have tools and resources and you know what to recognize what's underneath it and what's causing to it, even if you just have to sit with it for some time and just let it be what it is. You know, not really force yourself to snap out of it, but just be with it for a moment and see what comes up, you know, in that space. Because maybe there's something you need to address, something that you need to deal with. Okay. Okay, great. Really, really good information and a lot of great practices. I'm all for the affirmations, honey, for the bubble bath. Oh, honey, I'm all for that too. Yes, at the uh, spiritual bath. So yes, spiritual bath. Spiritual <laughs> bath, honey. You got to do a cleanse, honey. You got to do a cleanse. Right. Um, so I think that's really great. You know, something you you mentioned was uh, vision boards, and you know, some people I, I kind of have heard some people are against that. Um, some people are even not necessarily into writing things down and there's a lot of right or wrong for that. Um, Mm -hmm. but for a woman who may be looking for something different, you know, Mm -hmm. a woman who may not be happy or she may not be fulfilling her career and she may have a, a voice, even though she may not be listening to it, she may be ignoring it, but something is there, you know? I personally like vision boards, of course, and writing stuff down. I believe in that too. But for someone who may be brand new to sort of the process of transformation and enlightenment, if you will, you know, what would you say to her relative to creating a vision board or, you know, at least opening herself up to starting to write stuff down? Mm-hmm. I would say that, you know, as you, step into this world of personal development and personal growth, you're going to hear a lot of different things. You're going to learn about a lot of different things. And the best thing you can do is try it and see if it works for you and then make it your own if you have to. Like everyone has their version of a vision board or what they think a vision board should look like. When you're in this creative space and you're actually creating your vision board, go with what feels good and what works for you. You know, for me, my vision board is inspiration for me and it's motivation. So I have words on there that resonate with me, like love, you know, and boss. I have places that I want to visit. You know, I want to travel the world. You know, I want, I'm very much into luxurious things. So I put that stuff on my vision board because when I look at it, it's like, it inspires me and it motivates me. So my vision board has turned into inspiration and motivation and it inspires me when I look at it. I'm like, okay. And it keeps me on track because I'm focused on these bigger goals these bigger dreams and these things that I envision for myself and for my life. And I put it all out there, no matter how crazy it may sound, no matter how far-fetched it may seem. I'm just creating this masterful board that's for me, that's going to inspire me and, you know, make me feel good about what I want, my bigger vision, my bigger dreams and all that good stuff. So I would say 
try it. They have digital vision boards where you can just snap pictures from things online. You know, women that you admire. I have Michelle Obama on my vision board. They're like, because I admire her. She's a powerful woman and I want to be a powerful woman. So she's an inspiration to me. So, you know, just make it your own. Find find things that resonate with you. I have quotes on there, you know. I had just things that I like. You know, I have, you know, a girl that's working out to remind me <laughs> of the right. body I'm, I'm going for. <laughs> so I look Beach at her body. like, one day, one day we're right. going to be, you know, we're going to be together. But, you know, just inspiration. So, you know, regardless of what some people may say, and everybody's entitled to their beliefs, but you can really try out some of these practices, try out some of these tools and resources that at the end of the day, they're all support, they're all supposed to support your growth, mm-hmm. you know, support you on this journey and keep you on this path. So play around with it and see what works and what doesn't work, what doesn't resonate. You may do the board like, I don't see the point. It's not doing nothing for me. Okay, <laughs> move on right. to something else. <laughs> right. And that's good. You know, I, I fully agree. At least just try it out. You know, I mean, if, if we're in a place in our lives where we're not happy or, you know, unfulfilled, you know, it really can't hurt you to do something different. Like clearly you need to try something different, you know, and you won't know. Um, At least if you create the vision board, you have the opportunity to to see, does this work for me? Does this inspire me? You know, um, something that I have is um, the mind movies. Some people haven't heard of that, but um, what my movies are is basically like a moving vision board and it's free. You create it um, and you, you know, watch it, whether in the morning when you first wake up or, you know, I typically watch mine at night before I go to bed, Um, but it's basically the same thing, you know? So, but having, I think what it boils down to is having that inspiration, you know, and something that will kind of help you see the the light at the end of the tunnel right because it's it's transformation and you don't get you know from a to z in one day you just don't you know we have had these limiting beliefs and all this unfortunate negative conditioning and negative programming for years years you know we've taken it from childhood all the way into our adulthoods so we have work to do and that work is not going to happen you know overnight. Um, So really, really great information about the vision board. I really hope that some of the ladies listening, if they haven't tried that, I do hope that they at least will, you know, give it a go, you know, and see if it works for them, you know, and you mentioned also, you know, writing stuff down. Um, Is there any specific way that, you know, you do that? Or is it just a matter of, you know, writing out whatever? So I have lots of journals in (laughs) They're for like different purposes. Like I have my as if journal, as some people would call it, where I'm like doing visioning and I'm just writing as if something has already come into fruition. Like, you know, like I'm writing as if I'm walking into my penthouse apartment overlooking the water and I'm just writing, a, I'm explaining what it looks like, what it smells like, how I'm feeling inside. That's visioning. And that also keeps me inspired and, and motivated. Um, so that's one type of writing that I do. Also, I have the unloading, which is like, I'm just unloading. I have a lot of thoughts in my head. It's jumbled. I'm trying to gain some perspective. So I'll just unload. I'll write out free writing, everything that's on my mind, top of dome, just write it out. And then I have my inspirational and motivational writing that I do when I'm really focused on this particular subject. Maybe I'm trying to write an article or trying to get my thoughts together on how I feel about a particular subject so that I can write a bigger piece about it. I have that type of writing. 
But again, it goes back to, you know, there's no right or wrong way to do it. If you don't know where to start, you can pull up some journal prompts online and you can go for it that way and see what comes up. Um, I started off with, you know, just diary type writing, you know, mm -hmm. because that's what I did as a, as a teenager, just diary type writing, writing out my whole day, what <laughs> happened and who talked to right. who and all this <laughs> stuff like that. And that worked then. <laughs> but now it's like, since I'm in this whole mindset of, you know, thinking bigger, dreaming bigger, like I, I know the visioning really does a lot for me, keeping me in that, in the space of inspiration and motivation. And then the unloading, like I said earlier, because I'm just so analytical and I'm always like trying to process things in my head. And I found that it's much better when I process it out on paper. And it's, it's just something magical that happens when you can release it. And once you can release it, you have so much more space in your head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's what it does for me. I would say to her, just, you know, try it. You know, even if you're not a writer, I like pen and paper. It's just, it just does something for me. But, you know, smartphones have notes now. You know, you can use your word processor on your and your laptop, matter of fact, I'm sure they have probably have journaling apps and mm -hmm. all different type of things that if you're not really into the old school way, give it a try and, and just see, see how it goes. But I can say with certainty, if you do it consistently, try it out for seven days every day, start with five minutes or 10 minutes and just commit to writing something. I guarantee that you will feel some difference, whether your mind will be clearer, you have more space in your mind, you feel like you've let go of some things, it works. It's just, Amen. it just, it just works. Amen. Oh, I concur, honey. I absolutely <laughs> concur. Well, hey, I just learned something. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I, you know, I write stuff down too, of course. Um, but I never, I guess I never broke it up that way. I mean, I have like a gratitude journal. I have one that I kind of, I guess that technically would be a visioning journal, though I never called it that. So, mm -hmm. but I love that you kind of, you know, have different journals for different things. Mm -hmm. That's, that's, oh, I love that. That's unique, ladies. So that's something to definitely take into consideration. But uh, like she said, just, just start, you know, we all get into our heads sometimes, like she is not the only one. Um, but just start, like, don't, don't, put too much thought into it and feeling like, you know, you have to be perfect and I'm not a writer. Just, just kind of start from where you are and, and see what happens. And just like she said, if you're not into the old school way with pen and paper, like we are, <laughs> they have a ton of apps now. I'm sure that you can do it on right on your phone. And actually something that I do when I can catch myself from, from being in the zone um, is I record it. Like I have a recorder a recording app, I guess, that's on my phone that if I can like catch myself, I will, you know, hit play and just start going back. And by the time I'm done, I'll listen to it. And I'm like, well, where did that just come from? <laughs> you know, so there's, there's different ways for you to release what is inside of you. And, and that is the whole point. You know, we want you to be your full authentic self. We want you to show up as the queen that you are. And there's different tools and resources that are going to help you along this path of enlightenment, you know, on this path of transformation and, you know, being your best self. It is not about perfection. My queens, you know, I say that on the podcast all the time, mm -hmm. and I absolutely mean that. And I'm sure from listening to Catherine, you can hear it's not about perfection. Mm -hmm. You know, nobody has this, this perfect straight line where nothing has ever happened. Nothing ever goes wrong. You know, no one like she, you know, maybe had this perfect childhood. Like that's just not 
reality, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and so take what she said and see, see, you know, where you end up, you know? But I really hope that you take what she said and kind of at least just start the process. Because I know a lot of us are not, we're just not where maybe we thought we would be by this time and that's okay. But I definitely want you all to know that it's, it's never too late. It is never too late to, to start over, to start again. If you wanna go back to school, if you, you know, want to honestly if you want even another job (laughs) you know like it's never ever ever too late to fulfill your goals fulfill your dreams um but you have to start somewhere so um if you had you know maybe just one piece of advice you know for your fellow queen before we leave what what would queen catherine tell a woman listening I always like to tell women that you are more powerful than you believe. That has been my model because that's what I had to tell myself, you know, when I first embarked on this journey and, you know, facing challenges, you know, as an entrepreneur, as moving from a field where you're considered like a subject matter expert, or you've been in it so long where you just know it, you're good at it to moving into something that's completely different. And it's like, you're starting over, you know, but you have to realize that inside of you, you're capable of doing whatever you set your mind to. That's the biggest belief that you have to work on, the belief in yourself that you are capable and that you can do whatever you set your mind to. You know, the thing about some cultures is that some people grow up never having to question that, you know, but we have a lot of different factors and dynamics that cause us to question that, not just as women, but as black women. So we have a lot of other things that we have to contend with So we have these limited beliefs, like you said. So that's the biggest belief that we have to work through. And once we start to work through that and really start to believe in how power we have innately, like you say, queens for a reason, once we start to really connect with that, the power of how we, who we are by design and connect with that, that's where all the magic happens. So you don't have to have those, that questioning and that continuous, continuous doubting of yourself that I deal with a lot as an entrepreneur when I first started was the whole questioning and doubting of myself. You know, can I do this? Am I capable of doing something different? Should I even be doing this? You know, they tell you mm-hmm. when you start a business that, oh, it's not really about the business. It's more about you. And I'm like, I didn't want to believe this when I started. I was like, no, of course it's about business. You learn business stuff. You learn about all the business, business one-on-one and, and boom, you have a successful business. It doesn't work like that (laughs) because the whole process is really about you going to those places that stop you and hinder you from having a successful business. Like the fear, you know, the fear of failure, the fear of putting yourself out there, the fear of asking people for money, all these things come up. (laughs) You have to deal with those things. But the more you can connect with your power and who you are and believe that you can do whatever you set your mind to and be consistent with it, commit to it and be consistent with it. That's where all the magic happens. That's what I've had to tell myself over the last few years. That's what has helped me the most. That's the belief that I've constantly had to work through in order to be where I am today. Absolutely, absolutely. Well said, well said. You are more powerful than, than you think, ladies. Amen, amen, and amen to that. Yeah, we are queens. Don't settle for a reason. Hello, yes. um, and and you know what? What uh, do you think is one of the reasons why? I mean, what? Why do you think in today's day, 
a woman might choose to settle. Lots of reasons, lots of reasons. Um, you know, like when I embarked on this journey and I actually decided to become an entrepreneur, it was because I saw someone else that looked like me, had very humble beginners like myself, who had a very successful business. If I hadn't saw that in real life, like this real example of someone that really resembled someone like me, you know, humble upbringings, you know, not born into money or anything like that, you know, had to work, educate themselves and, and do all that stuff. I, I'm not sure if I would have connected to, with the fact that I, as a black woman, can build something that could be successful, you know? So um, seeing other black women doing big things has really been an inspiration to me, you know? So I always say that a lot of times we don't see examples, you know, of what success looks like, you know? So we don't know that that type of success is really available to us. Other times we don't dream big enough. We've stopped dreaming. Maybe yes. life has gotten into the way, in the way, and children and other things have come up. So maybe we've stopped dreaming. And then on the other hand, we've silenced those deeper desires inside of ourselves. We've silenced them, you know, in place of, you know, this is good enough, or I'll just make do, or why rock the boat? Everything is, it's all right, it's okay, you know. So in some way, like we've stopped really dreaming and, and having this bigger belief in what's truly possible for us. And that's what this personal growth journey is all about. It's like reconnecting with that truth, that you're capable and, and that you can do it. You can be and do whatever you wanna be. So I think that's part of the reason why, like, you know, we don't see examples of success often growing up. I know I didn't. I saw them on TV, but that's very, a disconnect. Right. Right? Someone on TV is, is way <laughs> far away from me. So seeing other Black women, successful Black women, doing things positive, uplifting, empowering, inspiring, showed me something that I hadn't seen. And when I saw that, I'm like, wow, where have I been sleeping? <laughs> like, you know, yeah. so, you know, you can, and now, thankfully, with all the social media, all the virtual things that we have, all the technology, we can immerse ourselves in these communities. So we can live in different states and still connect with people in other states. Mm -hmm you know, who are doing things and, and want to do the things we, the things that we want to do, we can find a community out there, whatever you're into, mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> whatever you're thinking about doing, there is someone else out there doing it or thinking about doing, you could find a community for a woman that can support you. And guess what? Black women, because there are lots <laughs> of black women out there doing big things, um, women in general, not just black women, women of color or whatever, but when you, like I said earlier, when you're open, <laughs> yes. when you're willing, Yes. And you know that you want more and you're ready for more, you know, just to start to believe that it's possible. And that, and you know what? The other thing is that you're deserving of more. Sometimes yeah. we think that because we've had, we've made mistakes or we've had failures or we did something wrong or this happened to us that, you know what? I'm not even deserving of that, of that type of lifestyle. So actually believing that we're deserving and worthy of this bigger thing that we want. And if we're dreaming it, if we if we have this desire, it could be ours. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I'm all for that. Worthy, worthy, worthy and deserving. We're deserving and worthy. And and so many, so many of us don't really feel that. And we didn't really grow up really feeling that or knowing that we weren't taught that we weren't conditioned with that belief. Uh, because as you said earlier, it's so important to sort of fill your own self with the good affirmations and all of the good and telling yourself you are capable and you're powerful and all of that because like you said 
we live in a negative world pretty much. And there's so much negative coming from us at every angle, which is why it's so important for women, everyone, of course, but you know, my ladies, for you to be mindful of what you're listening to, what you're taking in, who you're hanging around, because all of those things factor into your worth and your own perception of yourself. You know, so yes, your girlfriends, some of those girlfriends that you may be around, you know, some of you may need to to look at your inner circle and really start to see if those uh, girlfriends, if you are you and them are still on the same level, if they're really you know lifting you up, or are they really part of the negativity just like the rest of the world? Because mm-hmm. that that's so important. Mindset and personal development is so important if you want to live your best life. You know, you're going to have to do the work, ladies. There's no way around it. Success is not a straight line. No matter what industry you are in, success is not a straight line and you're going to have to do the work. And like she said, you know, there's things that are going to come up and you're just going to have to address them. Those negative thoughts do not go away. They don't go away. You know, they're there and it's just, it's more so about being aware and understanding, you know, how to navigate that. You may have the thought that I'm not good enough. Oh, I'm not smart enough. Okay. But you can recognize that and then decide, okay, well, I'm still going to do it anyway. You know, so this is definitely a, a process. Transformation is a process, but you definitely have what it takes, ladies. You are worthy and deserving. And you heard it here from, from Queen Catherine. Um, so many, <laughs> so many nuggets, so many good things. Um, we're so grateful for you sharing, you know, your story with us. Um, please tell, tell them how they can, you know, connect with you. The best way to connect with me is on Instagram and LinkedIn at Catherine N. Johnson. And also on my podcast, the Beautiful Reflections podcast. It's on all the platforms, but that's the best way to connect with the stuff that I'm doing now. Okay, perfect. And that is Catherine with the K ladies. So Queen Catherine, thank you again so much. We are so grateful for having you on the show. Beautiful Reflections podcast. And you can follow her on Instagram. You know, it is your one and only Queen Dish here. And I will talk to you, my fellow queens, in another podcast. I love you all. Good night.